Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrier, and along with Kate Spencer, I host Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. Join us every Wednesday with guests like author Phoebe Robinson, chef Samin Nosrat, actress Busy Phillips, and even former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright. On Mondays and Fridays, we have mini episodes where we answer listeners' questions on everyday problems like how useful a butt mask really is, how to deal with a petty friend, or how to relax after a long day. So join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Forever 35, where we're not experts, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. Hello, and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to Friday's episode of the podcast. Um, It's just me today. Georgia is taking a well-deserved rest. She is currently at Soho Farmhouse, being prodded like a prime piece of Wagyu beef with her mum and her auntie. So I'm going to be taking the Q&A today. It is an absolutely fantastic conversation. um, And I know you're going to love it so much. So thank you in advance for sending in all of your questions. It's time to get into it. I'm so excited about today's podcast because today's guest is one of my particular favorite humans full stop but also she's been on the podcast this is her third time and every time we get our amazing guest back on you guys I mean you're you're just as into her as myself and Georgie are so it's brilliant we've had some incredible questions today um please welcome intuitive coach and all-round bloody legend it's Caroline Britton oh thank you what an introduction wow (laughs) we're so thrilled that you've agreed to come back on again thank you because I feel like you give you give a lot of gifts when you give your advice. And I know that the advice that you gave me, particularly the last time you came on, I've been implementing it day to day, setting the boundaries, protective bubbles, you know, it's okay to say no. Um, and just really giving me a sort of focus to remember who I am, aside from being a parent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And how, like, how are you? I mean, you've had, a, you've had a crazy six months, you've been busy. Yeah, it's been crazy. So I don't know whether we've spoken since Necker Island. So I went to Necker Island with Richard Branson about a year ago. Did. Of course I did. And had a unbelievably spiritual experience. I thought I went with a group of about 35 amazing women and I thought it was going to be about business and strategizing. And it was like a masterclass in feminine energetics. It was healing. It was opening and then since then my life has like been transforming so I feel like I've got even more to share because of my personal journey over the last 12 months so I'm really really excited to be here. Okay this is great I cannot wait to dive into these questions we've had so many questions in from you guys today's Q&A is all about finding you again finding your focus um, I guess sort of 
cent- sort of maybe centering your energies again if you're feeling you're being pulled in all directions and it's really hit a note with a lot of you listening today. So let's just get into them because we've got loads to get through. Um, so first question, how to deal with overwhelm? That is from Alyssa. With overwhelm, the first place that we want to start is our body. Because when we go into overwhelm, we go into something called a dysregulated nervous system where we are often in that survival state. So you'll notice the more overwhelmed and stressed you get, the harder it is to make decisions and have clarity. So one of the first places to start is to try and regulate your nervous system as like a practice. So how can you do that? So things like breath work, things like um, morning walks, and getting in tune with your body is going to be a really good place to start. The next thing that I'd really encourage um, this lady to do is to sit down and look at what it is that she's overwhelmed by. So what I tend to do is I tend to write a list of everything that's bothering me, everything that's in my head. So it can be like buying my daughter's friend a birthday present as much as it could be about pick a lemon up for harvest festival or whatever tinned food or whatever it is so you have this massive list the first place to start is looking at what you can get rid of so what you can delegate what you can get help with the next thing to do and this is the bit that people tend to miss is to look at the energy drains so when we're in overwhelm we tend to have energy drains in our life that are not huge things but need to be dealt with so it could be like the charity bags at the front door or the light bulb that just won't work the things that almost are like on the conveyor belt of thoughts that just keep coming up if she starts going through those and just have a blitz of a day of getting those things off her list that's really going to help and then the next thing is to try and get some perspective about what is urgent and what can wait so we've got like the body that we're dealing with regulating our nervous system and looking after us. And then we're doing the very practical part of going through the list. But definitely, definitely start with the delegation and the energy drains. It's like a game changer. It's really interesting that you identified the actual physical, you know, the, the physical impact that the overwhelm can have on our body. And I don't know about you, but I've noticed more that when I start feeling, feeling overwhelmed, I get heart palpitations almost to the point where my heart, I can feel it really pumping, pumping, pumping. It's, it's quite that, that, and I get this weird thing where I feel quite, I call it kind of it's almost like cloud pavement you know when the pavement goes a bit wonky I start feeling quite unwell with it when I feel overwhelmed and that and I guess at that point you have to start regulating the body yeah it's just your nervous system saying I mean I'm I don't feel safe so it's really important to stop and to do that because otherwise it's almost impossible for your brain to function out of survival mode because that's what your body thinks it's in Right. Okay. So interesting. Okay. Let's move on to the second question. Healthy way to create time for you without causing an argument with your partner who gets time. (laughs) What's really important here is that you've got to identify what your needs are. So your partner's needs may be different from yours. Like we all have different ways of filling our cup up. So the first thing is to actually identify what it is. What do you actually feel you need and when? So for instance, when I think about the dynamic in my house, I'm a real morning person, but by like half eight, nine, 
just it are not so that is a really good time for things to be picked up in the evening for me like I like the time of going to bed early putting the kids to bed and going to bed whereas in the morning I've got much more energy so I want you to identify what it is that you need in terms of time when you're in and what that actually looks like for you what's going to fill you up and then I think it's about looking very very practically at how you can work that in so for instance, say that you just need some time in the morning. Is there an opportunity for you to get up 20 minutes earlier and have a bit of time? Is there an opportunity to alternate days and hand it over to your partner and say, could you take on a Monday and Wednesday this and I'm going to exercise? Like there's always a way. But what I will say is this, you've got to communicate because we think that people are mind readers, particularly our partners, and they're not. So I think once you've identified your needs, you need to communicate from a place of of how it's going to enhance your life and why it's important to you. And what you'll notice when you communicate with somebody is if you can meet them from a place of they're helping you and supporting you, it stops that defensiveness. So you've got two ways to greet the conversation. One, which is I'm absolutely knackered. You seem to be having loads of time um, for yourself. It's great for you. What about me? And it's just like immediately jarring and there's a clash and their heckles go up and then everything gets worse. Another way to approach it is to go to them and say, do you know what I've been thinking? I haven't been very good at prioritizing things that are really important to me. I really respect the fact that you do. And I'd really like it if we can work together so we both get this time. This is what I'm thinking. On a Monday and Wednesday, I'd like to do this. Would that work for you? And you'll notice a completely different reaction. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why Caroline Britton is so fucking great. (laughs) I'm going to be replaying that and replaying that going, hold on, I'm just going to write that down for a second. That was amazing. That is exactly how to do it. Because I guess if you go to your partner and say, hang on a minute, like, why do you get to take all this time? And I never get to take any of it. And immediately it's like, bang, isn't it? And men, if it is a male partner you've got, love to fix I love to feel that they're helping. So you get to play on that. You get to position it that way that they are fixing and helping you with something. Absolutely brilliant. Right. This is a question for Kaylee. How do I accept my new body shape after having my first baby? Finding it hard. Okay. We've all been there, haven't we? Um, Yeah. Okay. So the first thing which we often don't do is actually celebrate what your body's been through and the amazingness of growing a baby and giving birth to a baby. So if you can just spend a moment, and I'm like, I love all the witchy stuff, like light a candle and have a ceremony about just how amazing it is to be a woman and what you've done. It's really going to help you have a different relationship with why your body feels different. So that's the first thing. The next thing is I think it's really, really important to show yourself compassion and give yourself time. Like there is no rush. If it's important to you to eventually get into the shape that you want to be in, too great, but to give your time and give yourself compassion. So what would that look like? If I was to ask you, what would treating yourself with compassion look like now? See what comes up there. And then the third thing, which I think is really powerful, and it's a training of the mind is to look in the mirror and actually look at what you love 
about yourself like oh I've got like beautiful eyes or I love that um, my waist does this or I love my boobs or I love whatever it is you can find something if you can there's mirror work that you can do if you can look at yourself in the mirror and reaffirm these things that you like about yourself and I am beautiful that's going to help the last thing which honestly is a total game changer because of the power of the subconscious is if you can reaffirm to yourself every day, my beauty knows no limitations. So my beauty knows no limitations. My beauty knows no limitations. Say it three times. You're going to be amazed at what starts happening. You're going to feel different. People are going to start complimenting you. People are going to start hitting on you all over the place. Like It's quite amazing. There is something that goes on when we feed our subconscious with that statement that all of a sudden things start changing around us. So those would be my three pieces of advice. Brilliant. Love that. Now, this one really struck a chord with me, actually. I'm a mum of two. My mum recently died. My best friend. How to be a mum without a mum? Oh, I'm so, I'm, first of all, I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, we're so sorry. We're feeling, feeling it for you. Um, I truly believe that when people make the transition, that they leave key bits of who they are with us and whether you realize it or not your mum is around you within you within your children at all points so that physical support that you very much feel has gone has not energetically gone so what you get to do is you get to see in yourself and see in your children all those beautiful qualities that you loved about your mum. And I think that's a really important thing is that the people who pass live on through us and our children and so on. So I want you to really start noticing where you're exhibiting or your children are exhibiting those amazing qualities that your mum had to, to show you that level of connectedness that you have. That's the first thing. The second thing is what I'd really like her to do is look at ways that she can hold a mother herself right now. So this is your opportunity for that higher self, that all-knowing part of you to step forwards and look after you. So what is it you need? Like a bath run for you, um, to have kind words said to you. Sometimes it's the physical touch of putting your arms around yourself and, and cuddling yourself. That like you get to give that to yourself. So I would say over the next 30 days, and this is really going to help, is to ask yourself on a daily basis, how can I mother myself? How can I give myself that? And whether that's the physical side, the emotional side, whatever it might be, if you can do that, that's really going to help you feel held as you move through this. I love, I love all of that. And depending on the age of your children, I'm wondering what your advice would be around this, Caroline, that it's okay to show your grief to your children, that you don't have to be this, this pillar of strength to everybody at this time. Your children also need to learn grief. Um, I mean, some people say, oh, you know, you've got to protect them all the time. And I think, 
Absolutely. But protecting them is also letting them in and showing them that mummy is sad. Mummy is sad. And let them care for you. Like Luna is such an empath. And on my dad's birthday this year, it really hit me. It was like 10 years just gone like that. And I was really sad. And she was looking after me. And I thought, God, in my head, I was thinking, gosh, she's seven. Can I let her do this? But actually, she needed it as much as I did. It's quite amazing what 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 kids can do. Yeah, and we're all souls. Like I know we put ages around our physical form, but we're all souls. And I think that what you said is absolutely right, is to allow yourself to be vulnerable, express your grief, like mummy's feeling sad today, and let them cuddle you and let them hold you. And I think, I don't know about your experience, Zoe, but I think that when you're going through these profound periods of loss, something that really people notice is how much people want to support and hold you so allow yourself to be held allow yourself to be supported allow yourself to receive like this is this is a permission piece for you that you get to be held and supported by all of the people around you because there's usually a queue of people who love and care about you and want to hold Uh, I'm in the process of leaving an abusive relationship. How can I reclaim who I was? I'm so lost. Yeah. So I'm going to come back here again to the nervous system. I don't think that you can underestimate the impact it has on the body when you've been in an abusive situation. So I, I thought about this as actually on a walk when I started reading these questions earlier and tuning in. What I would like this listener to do is I'd actually like them to set themselves a 60 day challenge and I want them to focus on somatics. There's a brilliant course called The Workout Witch. It's like 30 pounds. It's brilliant. And she gives these three minute exercises every day that you can do to regulate your nervous system. So we're going to we're going to approach this like a project. I'm going to call it 60 days for you to build yourself back and get yourself out of survival. So The first thing every day I want you to do is the somatic exercise. The second thing that I want you to do every day is I want you to list three things that you're grateful for about yourself and your life. And the last thing that I want you to do is it's your time now to look forward. It's your time to rebuild. It's your time to put into action all those dreams you have. So when we're in an abusive situation or going through a period of separation or a divorce, we're in survival and we're in a functioning state. And that means there can sometimes be a paralysis of being able to see outside where we are now. Now that you're coming out the other side of it, you get to say, I'm a powerful creator of my life. What's it going to look like? What are the things that I wanted to do? What did I want to wear? Where did I want to visit? How did I want to live my life? What food did I want to eat? This bit about feeling lost is often this identity destabilization we have when we've been with somebody so long. But that lost thing's not necessarily scary. What we can do is say, well, I'm lost because I'm in a void because I'm about to completely reestablish who I am and create my life again. So use that void that you feel you're in now to look forwards and create what's to come. And that's really, really going to help. Incredible. I mean, this one is, this one is quite, I mean, I think we've all been here as mothers, but this is from Frankie. Where do I even start when I feel like every part of me has been stripped away? And that, and that is, I, I, I mean, that's where I was when I came to you, that I was literally wandering around in circles going, who, who am I? what do I love? What am I doing with my life? Like, who am I outside of 
par- parenting. I, I felt like I was in a tumble dryer just round and round and round. Yeah. Really scary place to be. It really is. Mm. It really is. I'm just, as I'm listening, I'm sort of tuning into the energy that I get for the people who've written the questions. Okay, so this is the sense that I'm getting for Frankie. A real living in the head and not being grounded in the body. So the first thing that we want to do is this very simple practice. If I want Frankie, you to put your feet on the floor outside, barefoot every day, and just breathe down into your feet. We're just, we're going to ground you back in because when we feel like we're being stripped away and we don't know who we are, we're in our head a lot and we just want to bring her back to the body. So that's going to be really, really powerful. As it sounds weird, but just humor me, it's going to help. Having red flowers, having red things around, we're just going to bring you back into your into your root. The next thing I would say is I want you to look at who you're, you feel you're expected to be. Mm. So what are the expectations or what are the um, identities that you've bought into? Because often we're defined by whether we're mothers or our jobs or our partners. Or What's the expectation that you're feeling is coming up there? And if I was to say to you, you've got complete permission to let go of any expectation, can you come back to what is important to you, what brings you joy and what fills you up? And I would start looking at integrating those into your daily life because when we connect back to our joy, we connect back to our purpose, we can open back up to our heart. I would also say, and I wouldn't usually do a book plug, read my book, Coming Home to You. Oh, it's amazing. That just This answers this question. So if, if you can do that, and if you don't have the financial means, just message me and I'll send you a copy, but read it and do something because... This is this bit where we feel stripped away. And Zoe, you know this, and it's something I went through as well. There's a gift in it. There is Mm. a gift to be able to find who you truly are, not who you think you should be. So in order to be able to find who you truly are, it's about looking at where you've bought into everything externally and come back to the relationship that you have with yourself. And... A good clue is always this. Look at what you feel you're most lacking from other people. So if you're like, people take me for granted, I'm never appreciated, use that and say, am I appreciating myself? Am I listening to myself? That was the biggest key for me when I was unlocking it and I was going through this process of feeling completely stripped away and lost was... I looked at what my resentments were towards the people around me and I thought, ah, that's just mirroring the relationship with myself. So that's a really, really good place to start. I mean, we could probably do a whole podcast on this. (laughs) We will. Let's do it. Yeah. And to Frankie listening, I worked with Caroline and a lot of it was to do with people pleasing and always feeling like I had to say yes to everything. And from those yeses or from those being pulled in all these directions, it was leaving me feeling stripped away unable to set boundaries unable to actually even think about what I wanted to do in life what what me like put myself first and those you know even just having that one session with Caroline and obviously doing these podcasts that's really transformed my life really really turned things around even when my son was talking to me the way he was talking to me the whole weekend I let it go on and on and on and he was vile to me and last night I went enough get upstairs in the bath, into bed, and I, I had to break him. But, but historically, I would have just let him continually like talk to me the way he was the whole weekend. 
So it's even small things like that that make the big difference because you're like, actually, I won't, I won't allow that. I'm not going to allow it. You know, it's not okay. Yeah. And do you know what I think as well as women, we're in a society where we're continually told about giving our power away or getting validation through other people yeah. and not being enough. And we buy into it and we say, well, if we have this, or we have that, we'll be okay. And actually it just keeps completely disconnecting us from yeah. who we are. So find find your joy, but start really looking at what you're trying to gain externally and where you feel things are missing. And then start giving yourself that bit by bit and you'll rebuild yourself. We'll be right back after this short break. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Right, I'm sure lots of people can relate to this. I've got zero sex drive. Please, please, can I have some advice? When we think about sex drive, we're thinking about our ability as women to be able to receive. And we're often not very good at receiving. We're not very good at receiving compliments, support, or pleasure. So what... I would really highly recommend you read is there's the most amazing book called Pussy a Reclamation by Regina Thomas. Read it. It's absolutely amazing. And you should, Zoe should definitely read it. You will love it. Going into Amazon now. <laughs> She's amazing. So um, this is really going to help you connect back into your body and connect into your sexuality or femininity. But she's also going to talk about your ability to receive and hold pleasure. So we're going to get that book. The next thing that we're going to do is we're going to practice receiving. So we're going to practice receiving compliments, support, anything that you can do to allow yourself to get in that energy when you're not just giving. The next thing we're going to do, and this is absolutely key, is we're going to connect you back into your body. So Mm. I want you to think about, first of all, you forming an intimate relationship with yourself again. Forget the sex with somebody else. Let's come back to your relationship with yourself. That's down to how you put body uh, wash on in the shower. It's going to be about how you touch yourself, how you dress, how you view yourself. It's like you're going to start romancing yourself. 
So that's going to be down to what brings you pleasure, having flowers, how you move your body. The last thing is this. I think one of the most powerful ways to bring it back is doing some sort of kundalini. So kundalini yoga, kundalini activation. So at the root of our spine, we have um, a life force energy as women. When we do anything with breath or kundalini work, we activate that life force and it starts moving through us. So any work that where you're moving your hips round and round, anything where you're using your breath or any kundalini yoga is almost going to like turn you back on. It's quite extraordinary. So Mm. that would be another really, really good thing to do. It was so interesting to me. I'll share this. It's coming up. So why not? I went to Parma with a friend for a week recently. And it's so interesting, isn't it? When you're in your life, I'm busy and you've got the children and you're functioning. We're in a very masculine doing energy. So that's not always that compatible with wanting to be intimate and receive pleasure as a woman because we're like doing and listen. Mothering's a very masculine energy. What I noticed when I went to Palmer is it was just about being. So like you get up when you want, you go to the beach, like you do whatever. I couldn't believe how much more feminine and receiving that I felt when I wasn't in that energy and how much more sexual and activated it made me feel. So I'm not saying that everyone can just go and book a week in Palmer. Off to Palmer we go. Yeah. Made by Mamas and Caroline Britton Palmer bus tours. If you are constantly in your masculine, so you're doing and it's all about everybody else and it's functioning and it's less that disconnects you from your feminine it disconnects you from your sacral chakra uh, sacral chakra and your ability to want to receive pleasure sexually it's so interesting and what we want to do is we want to look at bringing more of the feminine in so we're going to bring in the feminine with the way that you treat your body we're going to bring in the feminine with the way that you exercise the way that you move yeah we're going to bring the feminine in by your ability to be and your ability to receive And then you're going to read that book and then you're going to tell us about all the sex that you're starting to have. That's what's going to happen. I just love, I just think it's so interesting when you start tapping into that inability to be able to receive comment. You know, why? Why is it that we're quite happy to, you know, if you're in a heterosexual relationship, you know, our husbands can, you know, have orgasm every single time and they can do it fairly quickly and they just, then they can lie back and be like, wasn't that amazing? And you're thinking... What's amazing for you, but then we don't go, what about us? Like how many times I was thinking back to, you know, let's say if you take 10 times of having sex with our husbands, how many times did they have an orgasm and how many times do we have an orgasm as an, as, as an example, one to 10, two to 10, maybe not, maybe not even zero, maybe it's mad, isn't it? Because as well, like we are such amazing creatures, us women is that our ability to be able to feel and receive our feminine is our superpower but we're in a society that tells us anything but they we just don't place value on it but if you want to receive more pleasure more sex more money get more into your feminine it's like that's like the golden ticket is your ability to be able to receive and to be and to magnetize and call it in it is all linked and another thing I will say, because I'm strongly getting this for whoever submitted that question, is there is often a link to our desire for sex and not speaking our truth, like the throat chakra and the sacral are linked. So I know that I 
I'm not interested in having sex if I feel like I'm not in my truth, I don't feel safe, or I don't feel like I'm a full expression of me. So that's a big part for me. I feel that there's an opportunity here to say, what are you not saying that needs to be said? Like, how can we unlock the throat chakra, which is going to help unlock the sacral chakra? Yeah. Interesting. I have severe anxiety around returning to the office after being allowed to work from home for so long. Help. The first thing that I want you to do is I want you to write a letter um, from fear about what you're actually scared of. Like, I just want you to like call that beast towards you because the thing about the anxiety, it's we, it's when we won't look at what the actual fear is. So the fear has a hold of us rather than the thing that sits behind it. So I want you to write a letter and say, this is what I'm scared of and just keep it coming. Like whatever's coming up when you walked in a classroom when you were seven, when you've been away for two weeks and somebody laughed, like bring it, whatever it is, bring it all up towards you. And what I want you to do is I want you to look at that and say, is this actually all factually true? Could it be proven in a court of law? Or is there anything that I could wobble in terms of the things that I think are going to happen? So that's the first thing. The next thing is I would really encourage you to share your worries and concerns with somebody who can support you, whether it's a manager or a colleague, so that you feel that you've got support there. The next thing is, is there an opportunity for you to incrementally bring yourself back into the workplace? So it's like building confidence. It's like going to the gym. You've got to just work that muscle every single day. So Are there opportunities where each and every day you can do one tiny thing that moves you out of your comfort zone of being a bit more visible, getting out of the house, getting into the office or doing something? This is going to train your brain very, very slowly to realize that you're safe. So we don't have to do huge things where we say, right, I'm going to go from this to five days in the office and then going out every night with my work colleagues and that's the way to do it we're going to say is there something I can do day by day where I'd usually where I would usually lean back to I'm not going to go out of the house I'm going to stay here can we just lean into I'm going to push myself slowly out of my comfort zone and it's little things like say when you can't face going out in the evening and you usually order a delivery because you don't want to go to the shops because you feel a bit anxious about it can you get yourself to walk to the shops and pick something up and come home? Then it's just bit by bit, like where you'd notice the behavior would usually be to go back and retreat in. Can you lean slightly more into the discomfort and do something day by day, which is gradually going to help you build your confidence back up? Okay. This needs leads me on quite nicely because we had a couple about going for promotions at work and going, you know, going for that big job and tips on how to absolutely boss the interview. Um, and I know that you're you're the you're exactly the right person to answer this question. Could you just kind of give us your top tips around that? And this can kind of bleed into other areas of your life. It's not just sitting in front of, you know, a boss at work. So what I so visualization I'm a massive fan of. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna train your subconscious, which is like 95% of your motherboard of everything that we attract and bring in. We're going to train it to make you like the biggest badass possible. So how are we going to do this? We're going to pick three mantras that are really, really empowering you. Like I am powerful. People love to pay me. People think I'm most amazing colleague. Like I am 
everybody wants to promote me. I'm a magnet for opportunities. Just something that like makes you feel really like lit up and you're going to have them on your desk or on your wall and you're going to say them every day. You can look in a mirror, but you're going to walk around. This is literally how I built my coaching business. I would walk around saying, I'm a magnet for clients. I'm a magnet for helping people. And eventually your brain's like, oh, this is what we're doing. And it starts noticing the opportunities that attract. So um, you're going to have some really good mantras. The next thing is you're going to visualize how you want it to go. So we are so powerful as that you get to sit there and you get to say, this is how I envisage it going and go forward in the future and feel what you're wearing, feel how people are responding to you, feel how articulate you are, feel how much you own the room, feel how much um, people are like, wow, she's so impressive. Like, I want you to get into that energy of visualizing it. Do that every night before you go to sleep. That is the best time to manifest. If you use that five minutes before you fall asleep, you're literally doing eight hours of subconscious programming. Really? It, there's a brilliant book on it by Wayne Dyer, but it's amazing. So if you're manifesting anything, five minutes before you go to sleep, you're going to fall asleep visualizing it and your brain over eight hours is just popping it in your subconscious. Yeah. The last thing I would say to you to do is I want you to look uh, anything in your subconscious that has a resistance to you getting the promotion while it thinks you're not good enough or it's not possible for you or anything. There's a brilliant exercise that you can do, which I have like, this is how I manifested this house, manifested amazing clients. You get a piece of paper and on it you write, I, Zoe Hardman, am so happy because I've just received the most amazing promotion and pay rise. Yeah, because I want to get on the sofa at Morning Live. That's my my big my big focus for 2024 is to get an amazing daytime TV show. But for some reason, it's taken me 20 years and I haven't quite got there in my career. And I don't really understand why. So that's the focus. You're going to do this. You're going to love this. And honestly, you probably will notice within a week or two it comes in. Okay. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to write, I, Zoe Hardman, have the most amazing um, slot on blah, 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 everything it is and how you get paid and how you feel. So you're going to have that as your statement. You are going to write out that statement on a piece of paper 15 times. But every time that you're writing out the sentence and a thought comes in, that's negative, you're going to get another piece of paper and write it down. So you might start writing, well, it hasn't happened yet, or surely it would have happened by now, or I might not be qualified enough, or whatever million things that we have. I'm going to be too tired. The kids won't see me as much, whatever it might be. Let anything that comes into your mind be written on that piece of paper. And you're going to come back to carrying on writing your positive statement. Another negative thing is going to come and you're going to write it down. What you're going to end up with when you've written your 15 statements, it's going to be the same statement, but when you've written it 15 times, is you are going to end up with a page or two or eight, and you're going to look at that page and go, oh my God, I cannot believe it. That is all the reasons my subconscious is saying I can't have it. This is my resistance. You're then going to take that piece of paper and you're going to write the positive statement. So say it says, I'm worried I won't be there for my children as much. You're going to write, my children are absolutely thriving and feel so supported. Or maybe there's someone who's more qualified than me. I am so qualified to do this job. Or, but what opportunity could that be? I can't see any that are going. And um, the most amazing opportunity suddenly appears. So you're going to have all these positive statements. Your only job after that is you're going to read them out loud every day. 
And I promise, I cannot, honestly, I'm so excited for you, I cannot tell you what starts happening. Because all that resistance that was kept in the motherboard of the brain gets reprogrammed. And as we know, everything external is a reflection of our internal reality. And all of a sudden, things come in and come in and come in. Okay. And I have seen this with so many high-profile people I work with. I'm excited for you. You'll be amazed at what happens. Right. Anybody that's listening to yeah. that lovely lady that sent in, the, in in that question, to anybody else that's going for anything, let's make a conscious effort to do it together and then let's check back in in however many months' time. It's a game changer. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited about this. Amazing. Do you know what? I feel like this is a great place to end the podcast. And actually, we managed to get through, I'd say, 90% of them. Um, Caroline, thank you so much. I don't know about anybody else listening, but I feel like when Caroline comes on, when you come on the podcast, a time of transforming and real growth is ahead of us all. So thank you so much. Um, You're amazing. Thank you for having me. I love you. So lovely. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you. What an incredible podcast. I absolutely adore Caroline. I'm I'm really hopeful that that has helped loads of you um, listening to today's episode. Thank you for sending in all of your questions. Of course, we're always here for you as well. If we didn't get to your question today, hopefully you could kind of take bits and pieces from the amazing advice that she gives. What a woman. Um, as always, we'd love you to rate, review, subscribe, and please give the podcast a little follow. And if you've got any mates that aren't listening to our podcast, we would love you to send it their way. Uh, and if you've got any suggestions for any Tuesday episodes or any q that you'd like us to cover do drop us a message we're on at made by mamas on instagram and we'll see you on tuesday made by mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely charlotte mason insanity group acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend Hi, I'm Dori Shafrier, and along with Kate Spencer, I host Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. Join us every Wednesday with guests like author Phoebe Robinson, chef Samin Nosrat, actress Busy Phillips, and even former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright. On Mondays and Fridays, we have mini episodes where we answer listeners' questions on everyday problems like how useful a butt mask really is, how to deal with a petty friend, or how to relax after a long day. So join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Forever 35, where we're not experts, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.